Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Seven Stone Riot Manipulation.
Welcome to the Mosh Pit. It's your host, Wes Everett, and I'm here with Anne from Upon Wings. How are you doing? I'm great. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really enjoy your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We, we, <laughs> I have put a lot of work into the show to make it good. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, definitely. So what have you been up to? Well, it's, um, I've been doing a lot of writing and recording now for, uh, upon wings. It's whenever we're quiet, it usually means that we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so a few months ago, we released a new single called scars and that's like, I was really pleasantly surprised that on Spotify, that's done extra well for us. So that's done our, our most popular music on Spotify dates back to our earlier stuff, like afterlife and you're my weapon. And then since then, I mean, this has been the best song on there so far. So, you know, I'm really happy to see that people are like streaming it and we're getting more follows and saves and stuff like that. Um, and the song is about, you know, it's about being proud of your scars and it's about just kind of like, being wanting to have positive, you know, forces in your life and just being like, you know what, this is all, this is all a part of my story. I'm proud of what I've been through and I'm proud of who I am and just kind of like take it or leave it. That's who I am. So. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, you know, your scars really, you're tell who you are. They're more about you than what you can tell people a lot of times. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a child, you know, like having a physical scar and being like, oh, oh no, it looks like a scar from, you know, getting like a mole removed or something. And then someone was like, I think scars are cool. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the same is true for real life. I mean, you might feel like scarred because of stuff that you've been through, but it makes you who you are and makes you unique and, you know, it can make you better than you were without it. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this is, what is the single? What number is this? How many do you guys have out right now? Um, gosh, well, let's see. We've got a four song EP. We've got two holiday songs out. And then we have two additional, two additional original singles out. And then we have a cover of Amazing Grace, which we did with Corey Lowry of Cedar oh. and in San Antonio. And that was kind of a charity single. So that never got like a proper release, um, but that's out there as well. So, and we're working on, it's going to be an EP later this year, hopefully this summer. And it will feature, it'll have on our single from last year, which is Eternal Way featuring mm -hmm. Ralph Sheepers of Primal Fear. And he used to be the vocalist in Gamma Ray, just a really great German power vocalist. So um that Eternal Way and Scars will be on the upcoming EP. It'll have a few more new tracks and hopefully, hopefully it'll be out later this summer. Fingers crossed. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Definitely looking forward to that. Thank you. I put so much into every track that like sometimes it's, it's hard right now for me to be like, okay, we're going to do a whole EP because I want every song to have like its own spotlight as opposed to like, like a 10 dropping at once, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like that's the way a lot of the bands are going nowadays is doing the singles, doing, you know, one single a month for, well, however many singles they have. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then and then dropping the full album at the end. Is that what is that the kind of the game plan you're looking at? Yeah, definitely. And I do think a lot of bands are are doing that now. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, we're living in a singles world. But I still love the idea of EPs and albums. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's just something different when it's like, yeah, we've got a whole album of material and they all kind of go together or whatnot. But I do think that people are, you know, it's hard not to go the single route, especially, I mean, like I said, for me um, and for an independent artist like myself, I mean, you put a lot of time and effort and um, financing, you know, finances into every song. And so like you want each song to get it's special time in the limelight as opposed to it just being kind of like, you know, part of something else that never really gets much time out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the other thing is you can, um, you know, you can think like, Oh, this, this is an okay song. You know, it's not my favorite. I won't release it as a single, but it's an okay song. And then you can release it and people will be like, this is the best song that you've ever done you know and so you never really know so you might as well give them all a chance yeah yeah that's true and i was gonna say we are kind of like in an in an add era now where you know unless you're releasing you know single after single you almost go under the radar for when the full album drops yeah that's true definitely yeah and i think that people a lot of people don't listen to full albums anymore. I mean, at least like probably the much younger people, they just grew up with um, streaming and, and singles and stuff like that. So. Right. I think the metal genre though, I mean, you can't get away from albums, you know? Oh, oh no. Metal is no. never going to be like, oh, we're just doing singles. No, no, no. Too many metal albums. Uh, I feel like a lot of the metal albums are concept albums nowadays, which is yeah. really cool. I yeah. Think, I love that stuff. Yeah. I think, couple of my favorite cds that dropped i say recent but you know like 2000s to now um rise against endgame that was a concept mm. album and mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times i've played that album just straight through right oh yeah <laughs> that's the cool thing about concept records you can just listen from the beginning to the end and it's like a story yeah oh yeah so let's go back to uh upon wings what have y'all been up to with um you know the past couple of years have been kind of quiet as far as live shows but what are you guys doing um as far as upcoming shows y'all have anything planned yeah no that's a great question you know we've never really performed much um it's you know it's kind of like the brainchild of myself and then i got these other people involved who are wonderful like kevin jardine in Canada, Brett Hesla, who's down in Nashville. And, but a lot of the people, like, it's hard to get, obviously, like, people who are all over the place together. So we've never, you know, performed live much. But that said, like, I really, now that the pandemic is, you know, fingers crossed, God willing, like, <laughs> behind us, I would love to get out and do some shows. Um, even if it's something like acoustic, where it's like, you know, me and a, and a guitar player or something like, I love that kind of like stripped down versions of plugged in songs, something like that, or just a full out tour. So I'll definitely keep you posted, but 
I would love to do that down the road because, you know, you write all this music and it's wonderful to put it out there, but then to actually go one step further and perform it live for people. I mean, that's just really where you get so much joy out of. Earth Code, the night will bring me home.
Right. Yeah, there's something about being live and having, you know, your fans sing the songs back to you as you're playing them. Yeah, no, definitely. 100%. I mean, I hopefully, uh, our biggest hit so far was Afterlife, which came out, I don't even remember exactly. I want to say it was like seven years ago, but somewhere around then. And that was like such an exciting, you know, time for Pond Wings because we were, just getting started and the song was all over Sirius XM Octane. So it was all over Octane and Lizzie Hale like did an intro for the band because they were playing it during the women rock week. And she did intros for all of the female fronted bands that were, you know, part of that week. And it was so exciting. So I feel like if there's any song that people like know the lyrics to, it's probably afterlife. Yeah. Um, but I always joke and I say, I hope we won't be a one hit wonder <laughs> upon wings. Hopefully there's more stuff on the way, you know, that people are really going to embrace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, um, anything you send me, we'll be glad to play it on the mosh pit. Cause thank you. You know, we love seeing our friends win and love the band. I mean, we love you guys. So I know we've played afterlife a couple of times. Awesome. Thank so. you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think absolutely. you guys played Eternal Way too, didn't you? We did. We did. Yep. I remember that. Um, we played a couple of things and now we get to play something else and an interview from you, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. Again, thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. Um, oh, I do want to touch base on your radio hosting, if that's yeah. all right. Um, yeah, how'd you, sure. how, did, how did you get into uh, how'd you get into the radio business? So let's see, in college, I, I wasn't on the college radio station, but I volunteered for a station that was for visually impaired people. So I read newspapers and stuff like that for people who couldn't read themselves. They would listen to the news on the local you know, newspaper being read to them right. on the radio. And it was a lot of work. In fact, I was like, you know what? I don't think I was like, I'm, my mom actually rem remembers me saying to her, wow, this is, this is really like taxing and, and I'm happy to do it, but I'm never going to be in radio <laughs> because it was like, I don't know. It was just, you know, just sitting there reading the newspaper for hours, like out loud, you know, it was a lot of work. But, um, when I graduated, I just I had such a love for rock music, just this like unbelievable passion. I was just like, I, I love, it was when, um, post grunge was really big, which mm -hmm. it still is, but like, you know, shine down and Cedar and all those kind of bands. And I, I was like, I love this rock music so much. And I wonder if I could be on the radio and talk about the rock music because I've, you know, done radio before and that sort of thing. And so that's kind of how it started. I, I was fortunate. I got my first radio job right before automation kicked in. Mm -hmm. So um, they needed a big, a bigger staff, obviously now you don't even need any staff at a radio station. The computer can run it all. But at the time they needed someone to be there 24 seven. So I got my first radio job about three months before the automation kicked in. It got my foot in the door and I just loved it. So I've been doing radio ever since, mostly in rock. Just, I mean, rock music is why I got into radio. I wasn't someone who was like, oh, I just, I don't care what format I am. Mm -hmm. I just, rock is why I did it. And that's the music that I know the best. And so mostly rock and I love it. Um, you know, I'm sure that like hosting your show, your podcast and stuff, like you feel that passion too. It's just, 
it's so fun to be able to share like a passion that you have for rock music with people because music is something that like brings people together and people, I mean, it's just like, it's a common thread between so many people who don't know each other, but they can love the same music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I've, I've probably met some of my best friends through either this podcast or just rock and roll in general. Yeah. And there's something, there's something about that, you know, there's something about if you put on a song and three people come out and they're like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Where did you find these guys? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember um, a few years ago, I was like at the eye doctor and I had my Mastodon hoodie on and some guy was like, love the hoodie. You know, it's just like stuff like that, where you just have an instant connection with someone that mm-hmm. you have no idea who they are, but you love the same music. And I feel like with rock, that's even more unique because it's not quite as popular as some, you know, other forms. So it's more like, and metal. I mean, you feel like you're part of like this little club. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody used to look at me crazy because they were like, ooh, you're going to do a metal podcast? I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> There's a stigma around metal. There's a stigma around a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there isn't as much a stigma anymore. I feel like it's gotten pretty mainstream. I mean, everything has. I feel like a lot of things in life that 10 years ago, there was like a st- stigma. Now, maybe it's the internet or something. Now it's just like everyone knows someone who's into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Raise the death toll. Sometimes dead is better.
So let's talk about your musical influences as far as for Upon Wings. Where do you, who's been your biggest influence? Um, it's hard to say like one artist. If I had to pick one, I would say AFI. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of an odd one for me because I'm, I'm such a metal head. I love metal so much. And I also love post grunge so much and they don't really fit in either of those categories, but there was seeing the sorrow record when I heard that, like, it was just so beautiful. The, um, the Gothic textures and the drama. And I just fell in love with that record. And I was just like, I want to make Gothic music like this. I just, I loved it so much. So I would say that would be my main influence. I also, um, really love Maynard from tool in a perfect circle Mm -hmm. and definitely a perfect circle. A lot of their stuff I've listened to so much throughout the years. And I would say that that's something else that kind of, you know, I would call them an influence, even though they don't sound like upon wings. It's just, I don't know. I've listened to them so much. I know that some of that influence has crept into my music. Uh, and then the operatic metal from, you know, overseas, like iron maiden and Judas Mm -hmm. priest, Mm -hmm. that was another huge thing because I have such an operatic voice and I never thought I could do rock, but when I heard them, I was like, Oh, maybe I can, you know, mix my operatic voice with heavy backings. I think so it I works. would say those are big ones. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. A lot uh, of people, you know, uh, compare us to female fronted bands, which mm-hmm. like, I'm always really honored because those bands are always like really big. Um, and I definitely listen to a lot of female fronted music that would be like symphonic metal or whatnot but it's funny because definitely like the music i've listened to most would be like what i mentioned kind of like tool perfect circle and then the metal stuff i mentioned and you know fi and then post grunge really like shine down and cedar and puddle mud and stuff like that so it's not what you would maybe expect yeah yeah no i get that but I feel like it works. So, I mean, you can pretty much pull inspirations from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I really enjoy your band. Uh, I love listening to it. That, that sound. You. Yeah. Just the sound. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'll just say that. <laughs> Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about, so you, you don't really play live shows, right? We haven't yet. No, we haven't yet. Have, have y'all looked into maybe doing like a, uh, like a live stream with all, three, with all the members? Cause you know, technology, I mean, you can be like right in the same room with each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I did actually a little bit, especially like when the pandemic first started and bands were doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think I ended up doing the amazing grace charity single instead. I was like, well, I could do that. Or I could record something like this. And I kind of like, in lieu of that decided to do the charity single, but I like that idea of, um, revisiting that, um, and doing that. I see, I wish I played acoustic guitar because I could sit down, I play bass, but I could sit down and, and do some a live stream like that. I might try to learn acoustic guitar. Um, I, I do think there'll probably be a learning curve, even though I play bass just because I've never really played like guitar, mm-hmm. but something like that, that would be a great idea. And eventually I would love to get out there and play some live shows and really play a festival. I feel like if we're going to do, if I'm going to do anything with the pine wings, um, doing a festival, I think would be 
really great because obviously there's so many people there, but you get to meet a lot of people and meet other bands and artists. And there are a lot of great festival opportunities in the summer months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And um, it'd be good networking too. Mm-hmm. As far yeah. as you, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, what, uh, what do you think is your biggest accomplishment with Upon Wings as of today? Oh, wow. I love that question. I don't think anyone has ever asked me that. Um, I think my biggest accomplishment is just when people actually say that my music helped them or touched them, helped them get through a difficult time, made them feel like they weren't alone, uh, made them feel like someone else understood. It's just like, whenever people say that they really like the music and that it somehow helped them or made them feel better. That to me is like the biggest accomplishment because to hear that from someone from something that like, you know, I sat that down there and I wrote the lyrics and the melodies and, you know, you're coming up with something out of thin air and a lot of my music, I mean, all my music is very personal. So like, to know that after you do that, that someone else, you know, put it out there and you don't know if anyone's going to like it and you want people to like it, but it's also, you know, part of the art. It's like, this is, this is it. This is me. It's just like being a person like, this is me, take it or leave it, you know? And so to have people respond and really love it and have it say it helped them. I mean, that to me is like my biggest accomplishment. Upon wings, scars.
The Mosh Pit is still looking for unsigned and indie artists to submit music to be featured on the podcast. You can submit your music at the Mosh Pit at stereosoundrecords.com. All submissions are welcome. You can also submit topic ideas if you want us to talk about a particular subject. Um, I like to ask the uh, flip side of that question too, is mm-hmm. what's been your biggest challenge as a band? Mm. Challenge. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, for me, I think I can be in the uh, recording phase and mixing and stuff. I can be picky. And so for me, it's always a challenge to be like, it's fine. Like, don't obsess about it. Don't like get too picky. Like, you know, rock isn't supposed to be perfect. I mean, music shouldn't be perfect. You know, it's human. Humans aren't perfect. So it shouldn't be perfect. It should be real. And I feel like that's been my biggest challenge to just let go and, and just be like, okay, this is how it's supposed to sound. It's fine. You don't need to redo it 500 times. You don't need to ask a computer for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's fine. Oh yeah. I get that. I do. So you say you're a bass player. Yep. Yeah. How, I... how long have you been playing? Well, I've been playing about, I mean, sadly i haven't been able to play much the past few years i've been so busy but i've I've been playing for over a decade um and there was a time where i really just wanted to be a bass player in a band i didn't want to be the vocalist at all Mm -hmm. i i love like rock bass i never really mastered slap and pop but i've been singing much longer i've been singing since i was like four years old and like trained in that and so then it and part of it is like my personality. I'm a bit more reserved. And so I was like, I want to be a bass player and like stand in the back. Not that all bass players are like that, but it's easier to, you know, than being the front woman, being in the back and playing bass, like all eyes aren't on you all the time. So, but once I was like, all right, I love bass, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to actually sing in the band because that's what I've been doing since I was a little kid. And um, yeah, that's kind of how that evolution happened. But I first got into bass playing because I wanted to do rock music so badly. And I just didn't think that with my operatic voice that I could do it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll play an instrument. Well, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed both of them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so where can everybody find you on social media? Where are your links? Yeah. So, um, Let's see, you can go to uponwings.com and you can pretty much find everything up there. Twitter and Facebook is also upon wings. Instagram is upon wings. YouTube is a different one. It's upon wings official. But if you go to uponwings.com, you can find everything. And then on Spotify, you can search upon wings and you can also search Ann Autumn Erickson because I'm also releasing some solo music, which is kind of you know, Scars, our latest single was less, much less operatic, you know? Um, so it's kind of like, I'm planning, I'm probably releasing a few more solo singles that are a little bit different from a pen wings. And you can find that music by just searching and Autumn Erickson. But if you go to penwings.com, you can find all of it. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, your radio station, don't forget to plug that because I'm pretty sure everybody would love to listen to you. Do oh. you do, do you do interviews? I do. So while I've got, um, I've got a few different things on the radio front. Um, 
I'm on WRAF in Detroit, which is, you know, an amazing rock station. And I'm there on weekends. And then I've got a website that's called radio, but it's not really a radio station. So it's a little confusing sometimes to people, (laughs) but it's audioinkradio.com. And you can find my podcast up there. I've got a podcast, you know, like you, and I interview bands. Um, and yeah, so I guess audio ink radio, that's I N K like tattoo ink. Uh, and then actually another easy way. I have way too many websites. If you can't tell <laughs> because another easy way to find everything, uh, the radio stuff and upon, you know, pun wings and my own personal stuff is if you just go to it's meand.com, I-T-S-M-E-A-N-N-E.com. It's meand.com and you can find like everything up there. So one too many websites. <laughs> I don't think you can have too many websites. Not this day I and hope age. Not. <laughs> yeah, I think, really. I hope not. <laughs> I think you have to have all that so people know, hey, I can find them anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to ask you this before I let you run away. Who's been Mm -hmm. your favorite interview to do? Definitely you. I mean, come on. (laughs) I was not fishing Um, for that one. I promise. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, though, like I am really floored by how amazing, like everyone, I've never had anyone interview me who is a dud, you know, not that I really expected that, but Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone who's interviewed me has been like really thorough and really interested um, and I think that that's like the key is just to have someone interviewing you who's like interested and who cares. Yeah. So and you definitely do a great job of that. Well, I appreciate that. And um, on the flip side, who's been one of your favorite to interview? Oh, man, I feel like whenever someone asks me this question, I always I always have a different answer. Like I never have the same answer. <laughs> um, nice. Trying to think. Man, because, hmm. I mean, the one that always comes to mind is like Kirk Hammett from Metallica Mm -hmm. because it's like Metallica and he was very, very nice. I only got him for five minutes, so not very long at all. But um, gosh, I've had some, you know, who actually like, who was really fascinating and just, he was just great was um, Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like he is so passionate about music and I just, he gave such a good interview and like, I don't know, he was so into it and, and it was really like inspiring because, you know, he's been doing it for so long and he does all these things outside of Pearl Jam too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just really inspiring to like, be like, wow. I mean, they've been going at it hard for so many decades and he's still just like in it for the music. Like he just, he just loves the music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't they just release a new one? I'll say just. Yeah, they did last year. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I'm like, wow. I mean, these guys, they're the real deal, you know? Darling Sky, I miss my friends. Let's try that again. I wish I could show you the songs that I've been working on like I used to
Absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for anybody trying to make their name in the music industry? Um, I mean, I would just say be yourself because there's so many people out there, you know, now it's so saturated, but no one can be you. So I would just say, I mean, if I have any advice, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it would help someone. Um, it's very simple, but I would just say to be yourself because no one can be you exactly. They can try to copy you or whatever, but like no one can copy you exactly. And it's the one way that you can ensure that you stand out and that you attract people to you who are also real. That's good. That's good. Yes. Well, <laughs> Anne, thank you so much for sitting down with us on this. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, maybe after the album drops, we'd love to reconnect maybe six months, give or take. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Definitely. Okay. I will take you up on that. Cool, cool. We should definitely do that. And um, we should collaborate on an episode. Me and you interview somebody. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, we should do that. I don't think I've, yeah, I don't think I've heard many places do that. You know, it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool, you know, like a back and forth, get two different perspectives for two different audiences. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. That sounds good. Cool. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sitting in, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. You too. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>